Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It is Sunday morning in New York. I hope everyone is enjoying their day. It's beautiful here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. There is so much that happened this week in America. We can start at the beginning of the week when the Kansas City Chiefs won this Super Bowl. Yours truly here was very excited about that. But as the week went on, uh, we saw a lot of interesting things, including the special counsel's report saying that Joe Biden is just not up to the job. He is non compass mentis. Uh, and Joe Biden comes out and basically says to the country, I am okay. And uh, he is furious, and of course he misspeaks and uh, mixes up the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt uh, and continues on his visible public uh, cognitive decline, and we continue to see it. Uh, we see the White House going crazy with this HER report, H-U-R, the special counsel, uh, and the White House is is furious. People are now calling for a, a copy of the transcript of Joe Biden, uh, who came out furious the night of the report and said, I think it's an outrage. How dare he raise the, my son's death? When I was asked the question about Bo, I thought, how dare he? Now we find out that uh, it was Joe Biden who brought up his son, Bo and not the special counsel. And so now uh, the Congress is looking to get a copy of the transcript. Now, I there is no reason to believe that Joe Biden uh, did not bring up uh, uh, his son Bo's death. Number one, he brings it up all the time. He even says his son died in uh, Iraq when Bo died in a hospital in the United States of cancer. Uh, you know, Joe is not there, folks. And the issue of cognitive decline, which is the reason that the special counsel chose not to uh, indict Joe Biden, uh, is very significant now. And there needs to be some kind of cognitive test. So two issues that are on the table now cognitive test for Joe, which he refuses to do and which his doctor says he won't do, as well as the release of the transcript, which shows that Joe either is a liar and lied to the American people along with his wife, or he doesn't remember, which reinforces his incompetency and his uh, inability to run the country. Uh, and also this week we saw Fanny Willis <laughs> in a courtroom in Georgia. She is the uh, prosecutor who's the DA. I've got some choice thoughts on that. So we're going to be speaking with Dr. Mark Siegel about the cognitive decline of the president, the her report and what it signifies, along with uh, the fact that uh, he is showing not just the declines from when the time he took office, but even his gait, how he walks and, you know, how he responds in anger. How do those symptoms all play into his mental state? And then, of course, we're going to be speaking with former White House Press Secretary Hogan Gidley, who is in South Carolina as Donald Trump gears up to take out Nikki, H Nikki Haley there. Uh, Miss Nikki, who hasn't won anything but calls herself a winner. Hogan will also talk about Bonnie Willis uh, and her behavior in a courtroom which was out of control. 
And uh, that's the show today. Uh, never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with Hogan Gidley, former press secretary, right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. It's the Judge Jeanine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining me now is former White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley. Hogan, welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. We've got a lot to talk about today. And uh, I'd like to start with uh, some recent news, and that is that Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies in a remote prison. Uh, uh, according to the Latvian president, uh, they say he was brutally murdered by the Kremlin. Uh, I don't know if you're surprised. I don't think a lot of people are surprised, but it's a very sad situation. Uh, and uh, the guy was 47 years old, another opposition leader. He was a freedom fighter and not unlike uh, Prigozhin, who got blown up in an airplane. What say you? Yeah, this is a very devastating situation, Judge. And and uh, the only thing surprising is that they didn't do this sooner. I mean, the way the way Vladimir Putin operates, uh, we know his record, as you said, blowing somebody up in a plane, other things with poisonings and, and others during uh, so many years uh, in power there. Um, this is a, a really sad case, obviously, uh, one that, that we've all been watching and monitoring with the slight and slim hope that he may get out of jail someday out of this uh, prison because he criticized Vladimir Putin. I mean, he's a threat to power. And, and what I don't like is, is when threats to power like that are suppressed. And obviously Russia has a, has a, an iron fist on anyone who would dissent away from Vladimir Putin, uh, anyone who would criticize the government. And this is what happened to this man. Yeah. And, and you face yeah. the penalty of death. Yeah, it's a it's a sad it's a horrible it's a, place. Yeah, it is a sad situation. But I think the most exciting news of the week uh, was uh, Fanny. Uh, I always thought it was Fanny Willis. Her testimony uh, in a courtroom in Georgia. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, Hogan Gidley, that I have been in a lot of courtrooms over a lot of decades. I've been the chief prosecutor and I've been the judge, so I've been on both sides. I have never seen an out of control witness like uh, Fanny Willis and the 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 contempt that she had not only for the attorneys questioning her but for the judge uh pointing her finger at the judge and her contempt for the fact that uh someone would dare call her uh and what she's doing inappropriate is just beyond the pale i've never seen anything like it usually they get taken out in the county bus to the local jail and charged with contempt what say you about her performance (laughs) i watched some of your commentary yesterday judge spot on i was blown away by this this wasn't just a a, a good day for democracy or the american (laughs) people and donald trump it was a bad day for fanny willis and her attempts to try and take down uh, a former president. Listen, watching her too, the attitude, the body language, the, hey, this is my courtroom. 
She was acting like she was the prosecutor while she was sitting in the witness stand. She doesn't have the facts on her side, obviously. They're clearly lying about this affair. And, and it reminds me, you know, when you have a kid and you say, hey, did you do this? Yes or no. And if you get an explanation, chances are they did the thing that was the bad thing. And every time she got asked a simple question, she went on this whole diatribe trying to defend herself and wouldn't answer the question and then would try and try and parse words and redefine terms. It was like Bill Clinton saying, I, it depends on what your definition of is is. No, no, he doesn't work for me. No, no, he's an agent. He's just yeah. an agent and an appointee. Yeah, I would yeah say. he's a super I mean, agent, insane. Hogan. <laughs> Hogan, he's her super agent. But the look, I want to be clear to our listeners that the issue is relevant. The relevancy has to do with the fact that she gave someone with whom she was romantically involved a six hundred thousand dollar contract, and during the period of time that that uh, uh, that he was in the office, two years over six hundred thousand, they went on five vacations. I mean, five vacations vacations in six months. I was a DA. I mean, you have to say to yourself, number one, who's running the office? But number two, and more relevant to this situation is, was she giving him a county contract and then enjoying some of the proceeds of that financial contribution? And so the issue, of course, for the court is determining whether or not she essentially benefited from the money by going on vacation. And the only way she can disprove that, since he paid for the vacations is to show that she reimbursed him. There was no reimbursement. There were no withdrawal slips, no deposit slips at his end, no visits to the ATM, no ledgers, no notes, no emails, no texts, just cash. Cause she, her daddy told her, you got to save six months worth of cash. I mean, I, I mean, it was, it, I got to tell you more than anything, it was entertaining, but the worst part of it was that it was condescending. She was, uh, she was, insisting that she wasn't on trial when the truth is her credibility is on trial and she just turned that courtroom into a soap opera and no one could take their eyes off it hogan it was a credit and also the credibility of the case in general and you mentioned uh her 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 lover here this guy also wasn't qualified for the job (laughs) he was hired for making all of this money it was it was it was watching like a real housewives of the district attorney's office or something. <laughs> it was crazy listening to this and to watch her turn it into, as you said, a soap opera and try and make it like she's now in control and watch me trying to watch them trying to come after me. The whole thing reeks of, 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 of just you know, rampant, rampant problems with what they're trying to accomplish down there in Georgia. And it is what you're, we're watching this case kind of, basically just dissolve right in in our faces because her credibility shot you said but the office's credibility is shot right credibility is shot so the whole purpose at the outset was to try and run a professional operation a professional trial and that is all imploded on itself because of the decision she made well, and not the the reputation of the office is in jeopardy. I mean, it's, that's the office where they give their boyfriends contracts, and that's the office where they don't follow the law. And you know, it it is stunning to me that you would have someone who is supposedly qualified to be a DA who doesn't understand that you don't go into a courtroom and just start pontificating. There were no questions on the floor, Hogan, and she just started ranting and raving. As a judge, I would have said to her, "Ma'am." You answer that question 
or I will strike everything that you're saying. And I would have done it the next time she gave an unresponsive answer. She was combative. She was, um, she was there. She believed to set everybody straight and for the judge to tolerate that. And I did some research on the guy. Look, he's only been a judge for, I think it's almost a year. So I don't think he understands what his position is. And I think he's intimidated by her. And more importantly, Hogan, this judge is going to be up for re-election since he got an appointment uh, less than a year ago. He's up for ele- a real election in three months. And I don't think he wants to tick her off. And that concerns me in terms of the final decision that will be made by him in this case as to whether or not she uh, has jeopardized the the case and whether or not she should be disqualified for perjury and filing a false affidavit with the court, presenting false statements to the court. And her disclosures, by the way, don't show anything where she received any kind of benefit in terms of a, a vacation. And by the way, the Wade. I mean, this guy, he, she hired him because he's an expert. This guy was sweating bullets the whole, all day that he was on the stand. Oh, sure. And you, you hit on something that's very vital to this. You cannot undersell how powerful the weight and the sway and the pressure of the mob is. And so the media mob and the reputation he, this judge will have in the community, if he, in essence, makes this Trump trial go away, because of the actions of the prosecutor in the case, Fannie Willis and her lover here, if 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 he does that, he's going to be held to a he's going to be held to account by the community. They could turn on him. The media could go after him. I will say I was encouraged though because even watching shows like uh, over on CNN or MSNBC, yeah. their hosts were saying, "Hey, <laughs> don't 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 think for two seconds this was good. This was really bad for the case." The real question becomes. Is the case going to ultimately be thrown out because another DA, if it gets shifted over to another DA, are they going to want to touch this case? That really is kind of the ultimate question for me. But the fact that the left is now saying real problems for Fannie Willis, that tells you how bad the day was. Well, yeah, and and I agree with you. You cannot mix up the fact that it was clearly entertaining television with the fact that it is a courtroom where there are major stakes. And, you know, as I've said, she, you know, she holds a lot of what is going to happen in this country in her hands. And you have to look at her and say, I don't think this woman's qualified where, you know, she is literally looking to take down a former president of the United States. And, you know, her claim that she's not on trial well every witness who takes the witness stand is on trial in terms of their credibility are we going to believe you or not so you sit there and everything that comes out of your mouth we will assess whether or not it's credible or not and you know the 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 fact that she is able to just pontificate and ignore the rules of the courtroom is is beyond and in the beginning and this is kind of in the weeds hogan she says i'm not a hostile witness and obviously she she blew in there she couldn't wait to get in there and but a hostile witness is an adverse witness and it's like she didn't know that they're the same thing legally she's an adverse witness and she says no i'm not hostile and they said come on you're adverse to the party that's calling you ergo you are a hostile witness (laughs) Um, and then she tell the lawyer don't yell at me while she yelled at them I know. I'm telling you, it had everything you wanted from like a courtroom drama. But the fact is, at the end of the day, it's about credibility for the office, 
credibility for the case she's trying to bring and the credibility of the people trying to bring that case, they're all eroding before our very eyes, which lends you to believe, wait a minute, is this exactly what former President Trump has been talking about with the weaponization of branches of government or three-letter agencies coming after him who, who really don't have a case, but they're just doing it for politics? When you start to see the, the coordination, what is it also about two lovers working against Donald Trump? It was first it was Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Now we got <laughs> Fannie Willis. And her, like, what is it about these Democrats to go, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get together, have an affair and, and not hide it well. And on top of that, we're going to go after President Trump. It just blows my mind how they yeah. keep getting away with this. Yeah, well, you know, I have some thoughts, but I'm not going to go there because I can feel I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the this is the good news, Hogan Gidley. The good news is that if she hired Wade for his experience and his ability to prosecute this complicated RICO case that doesn't have any precedent, uh, she's right. in big trouble. This guy can't handle the stress. I mean, every two seconds he was taking a sip of water. He was sweating bullets the whole time. He was rubbing his face, his head, his eyes. His, I mean, he's a wreck. This guy can't try a case because he's never tried a felony case. He cannot withstand the pressure of a courtroom with Donald Trump as a defendant. And if, if there's anything that the left has to come away with, they have to recognize that uh, Wade is not capable of trying this case and that her 600,000 went for nothing. But I got to ask you a question. How many lawyers can you think of who'd actually go on national television in a courtroom and swear under oath? Yeah, most of my clients pay me in cash. You think the IRS has got a bullet on his back? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hogan Gidley, it's great talking to you. We're going to continue to talk to you uh, throughout the campaign season. We very much appreciate your being with us, and we look forward to the next time. Thank you so much, Joe. All Thanks right, soon. take care. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining me now is an American physician, a clinical professor of medicine at NYU Langone Medical Center, author, contributor to The Hill, The Wall Street Journal, Slate, and Fox News. Uh, you all know who he is. Uh, he got us through the COVID pandemic. He is uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, and join me in welcoming him to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. All right, Dr. Siegel, I want very much to get your sense, and I think a lot of our listeners do as well, of what's going on with Joe Biden. Now, We've got the her report, her H-U-R, the special counsel, basically saying that Joe Biden uh, took and uh, withheld uh, classified documents that he wasn't entitled to. And he actually shared them with his ghostwriter, uh, which both of which are crimes. And but we're not going to prosecute him because he's a you know, he's an old man. Uh, with a poor memory, basically saying he's non-compass mentis, he's not capable of standing trial. Uh, and obviously, if the man's not capable of standing trial, to me, it means he can't run the country. But from you, Dr. Mark Siegel, what do you see in the man who is the president today that is different from 2020 when we first saw him? In other words, I was watching a clip of him yesterday from 2021. He was a different guy. He has declined in three years tremendously. 
Well, Judge, first of all, thank you for having me. And I want to say that the entire conversation should be among doctors, not among politicians. Can you imagine when the press secretary is saying, well, I meet with him every day and he's the one asking questions. Is America supposed to believe that that's some kind of a cognitive exam? And, you know, we have a long history in this country of presidents hiding things on both sides of the aisle. You had Woodrow Wilson hiding the Spanish flu and screwing up the Treaty of Versailles, which led to the rise of Hitler. You had him serving out his term with a stroke that nobody knew about and his wife running the country. You had FDR with blood pressure you wouldn't believe and heart problems dying of a stroke in office. The country didn't know about this. None of this has really changed. And, you know, what's happening is they're circling around him, almost like vultures circling around him, trying to preserve their own jobs. I mean, you're asking me what, what I've witnessed. I've witnessed for years now and have been saying it for years because one of the things that's my pet projects is fitness to serve. I've brought this question up at every presidential election ever since 2008 when they made me look at 1,100 pages of John McCain's health records looking for a melanoma that wasn't there. I said, this is political. Let's get to the medical. We don't have any transparency. And, you know, you have a leader who mixed up three world leaders in one week. Look, ask me what I would do if a man like this came to my office, even if it was someone's grandfather. Someone's grandfather comes to my office, Judge, and can't remember who the president of Egypt is, who the current president of France is, who the current chancellor of Germany is. I'd say to them, how about an MRI? How about a cognitive test? I ran these questions by my 100-year-old father who got all of them right because he's with it cognitively. So it's not age. It's, it's actual acuity we're talking about here. Well, and I appreciate you're making that distinction because everybody's starting with, oh, well, Biden is 81. Well, Donald Trump is 77. You know, Donald Trump could do handstands around Joe Biden. But, but I agree with you. There's a difference between age and cognition. There's also a difference between the ability to be physically active and mentally uh, fit. And it seems that Joe Biden is neither mentally fit nor is it can he be physically active. I mean, you know, we see him on a bicycle, sure, but he falls off the bicycle. He <laughs> what what is significant, Dr. Mark Siegel, about the way he walks? He walks like a robot. What is that so, about? What what so is first that? of all, I don't buy that that gate is an orthopedic gate, the way that Kevin O'Connor, his uh, White House physician, said last year, a year ago, during the physical exam, hold right. your breath, Judge, you're, you're about to get another physical exam any day now with more obfuscation. That mm-hmm. was not uh, an orthopedic gait. If you watch him, that's a shuffling gait that looks neurologic in nature, and that tends to correlate with things going on in the brain, which makes any neurologist who's not being political ask for an MRI. Where is the MRI? Things like normal pressure hydrocephalus, things like vascular problems in the brain can lead to, lead to something like that. But I want to say the most important thing here before I forget. We're focusing on memory loss. You know what we're not focusing enough on? What? That memory loss and cognitive loss correlates directly with the frontal lobe of the brain and something we call executive function. What is executive function? It's the ability to make creative, flexible judgments that you obviously need in the chief executive. Judgment is impaired when cognition is impaired. And that's the key problem when you're talking about the president. Well, uh, you know, the idea of judgment being impaired, I mean, you know, 
people say that, you know, you, 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 you misspeak and this and that, and then they're trying to compare him to Trump. Uh, but the truth is he was so angry when he came out after the her the special counsel's report was released and they said well it was just gratuitous comments i as uh, legally and not politically uh, uh i want to be clear to my listeners robert her was obligated to put that in the report and i'll tell you why once he established the uh criteria for prosecution in that joe biden illegally possessed classified documents, didn't have them in a secure location, shouldn't have had them in the first place and actually disclose them. There is sufficient evidence there to be prosecuted. He had to explain why he didn't prosecute Joe Biden. Okay, it wasn't gratuitous. It wasn't critical. It was essential to why he didn't go forward. All right. That's number one. What? Judge, I have a question. I have a question for you, a legal question. Yeah. I think that 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 the special counsel did the left and Biden a favor because I think he could have ruled that you need a doctor's exam to, to with an affidavit about whether he's fit to to stand trial. I think he they did him a favor, even though he's gotten blasted by the left and the Biden administration. I've had to write many affidavits about whether someone is fit to stand trial. I think that's a doctor's role. Am I wrong? Well, it is a doctor's role, but I think if he had called it or asked for it, let, let, let's make no mistake. This final report, Dr. Mark Siegel, the special counsel's report on Joe Biden and classified documents, that's the final report. And I mean final, uh, uh, virtually final. It has been scrubbed several times before it came out. You don't and I don't know what was in the initial report, what her may have put in that the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland scrubbed. So what you're saying makes perfect sense that they would have said, you know, this man is not competent to stand trial and therefore there should be an MRI. A doctor has to assess him. I am sure it was much worse before they got to the final report, which is what you and I are seeing. But the report. Okay. Now, let's talk about Joe's reaction. Joe Biden runs out and has a press conference at like eight o'clock that night, which is really his bedtime. And he mixes up El Sisi uh, uh, with the president of uh, Mexico. And, you know, was it Rafa, the Rafa game? I don't remember what it was, but he mixes it up. But more importantly, he is outraged that they asked about Bo's son and about his son, Bo. And he literally says, I thought to myself, how dare they raise that issue? And the truth is that Joe Biden brought up Bo, that the special counsel did not. And Jill Biden comes out and she says it was a political hit job. It was brought up by her to criticize my husband. I hope you can imagine how it felt. I was Bo's mother, and I don't know what the special counsel achieved by it. They then wrote fundraising letters off of that criticism. Now we know Joe Biden brought up Bo. And when Joe Biden came out at angry at that press conference to explain, allegedly, uh, he said uh, the truth is that uh, he brought it up. So he lied. He either lied or he doesn't remember saying it. Either of those things are bad. If he's yeah, lying, I, 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 he's corrupt. 
And if he doesn't remember who brought it up, then he doesn't have the mental capacity within days to say, you know, what he did and and shouldn't be running the country. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. By the way, two things. First of all, he's had multiple occasions where he said Bo died in Iraq. So it's this is nothing yep. new. Bo died of brain cancer, as you know, leading to the cancer moonshot, which the, which the vice president at the time, Biden, initiated. And instead of connecting those two dots, he seems to have forgotten where his son died even before the, the special counsel report. Second point about his anger and irritation. Just need to say that that type of emotional response and defensiveness is characteristic of someone with cognitive problems. And the last person to know that they're not capable of something is the person themselves. That's why it's a disgrace for everybody to not be asking him to get an evaluation because he's not going to admit it. He's not purposely uh, saying, I want to run for president again in order to fool the country. He doesn't realize it. Those around him know. Interesting. And so Jill Biden, you know, by uh, she signed a fundraising letter. And, you know, I hope you can imagine how it felt as Joe's wife and Bo's mother. You know, how dare he raise that issue? But the truth is she is the powerhouse there. She, apparently there is a story. I believe it was an Axios who came running into a meeting and and uh, apparently reamed people out after Joe had just done some kind of press, uh, not a real press conference, because we know he doesn't really do that, some kind of presser where he took some questions. She said, why didn't you end it? Why didn't you end it? When Joe just sat there looking down, she's the one who's running it. She's the one who wants the perks, the dresses, you know, the security and the planes and everything else. She is engaging in, I think, elder abuse by allowing him to do this. I mean, four years ago, it was bad enough. But to do it now, I think, is outrageous on her part. And I blame her because it's interesting what you say, Dr. Mark Siegel, that he doesn't know how bad he is. Is that true? That's what you're saying? That's what I suspect. I'm not there. That's very likely. And by the way, let me extend this point a little bit by something absolutely ridiculous that you for sure have picked up on. Kevin O'Connor, a family physician, comes out and says, I won't be doing a cognitive test. He doesn't need one after all these errors are being made. I mean, at the very least, he should do one secretly, right? Because yep. if he did well, he can bring it forward and say, look, all you guys are wrong. Dr. Siegel is wrong for bringing this up. Look, because he probably knows he can't do that. I mean, it, 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 isn't it suspicious? Doesn't it smell that this analysis is being refused? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't well, you do that analysis? President Trump, by the way, former President Trump asked me this very question four years ago. You know, when I was at the White House interviewing him, not the person, woman, man, camera, TV part that went viral. But he also said in that interview, Judge, he said, you think that America's leader doesn't have to be sharp? Erdogan is sharp. Putin is sharp. Xi is sharp. We have to be sharp. That was Trump's point on camera. And that remains even truer today. And and by the way, Dr. Siegel, a cognitive test is is not some complicated thing. It's relatively simple. What what's the Minnesota? Is there a Minnesota test? What how how is it done? Well, there's several different ones, but it it does test memory. Now, granted, what Trump was saying was awful little, but it it is about recall. It is about recognition. The one they would probably use is the Montreal test. That's the one that's most commonly used. And you 
you probably should use it over time. Not a press secretary or a vice president assessing and, and a, you know, at, giving their testament for someone. How about doing it over time to see how somebody's doing? Because, again, the free world is at stake. Doesn't America wonder if you mix up the president of Egypt with the president of Mexico when, with, with what's going on in Gaza? Yeah, how, yeah. And what about dead chancellors and dead Mitterrand instead of Macron? I, it's crazy town. And you don't think that these world leaders know that when they sit down with him and look at him? Well, you saw that Saturday Night Live type skit when he was meeting with the Brazilian president a few weeks ago where he, where he stumbled off the stage where he didn't shake the guy's hand, where the Brazilian yep. president was fuming, where he couldn't understand the word hello, you know, even with the universal translator. I mean, it looked like something out of Saturday Night Live. Well, not only that, this week with the Abdullah, the king of Jordan, he goes, uh, he hands it over to him, then it goes to the right while Abdullah's trying to speak. He looks at the floor, he goes to the left behind Abdullah, and then he looks at the floor and he shuffles over to the right again. The man is lost. This is very sad. Anyway. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a time when we need great strength and fortitude in the face of what's happening in the world, and we're not seeing it, not, let alone what's happening here domestically. These are your areas of expertise. I watch you every day on the five. The borders are leaking. You know, oh. Millions and millions of people coming across, nothing being done, price of food soaring. The economy's in the tank. All he can say is that the economy's great. I mean, it's it's really a very sad situation. It is. And, you know, I say to my friends who are Democrats, the ones who are still talking to me, I mean, they make they decide whether they like you based on your politics, whereas Republicans decide they like you not based on your politics because they just like you. But I say to them, I say, do you realize he's not all there? He is. He's the greatest president. These are smart people. And I just I just don't get it, Dr. Siegel. But let's let's before you go, um, you know, here we are in February and, uh, you know, they, there was talk of, you know, it being a tough winter with the flu and everything else and COVID this strain and that strain. How are we doing as a country? We're getting better now. It's we're coming out of these things. RSV is way down. COVID is down and flu is starting to decline now. I think we're, we're heading for a spring in about a month. I think. I spoke to the medical groundhog, and he says everything's okay. <laughs> well, Dr. Mark Siegel, let me ask you something. I mean, when you spend a lot of time in your office, you spend a lot of time writing articles and books. I mean, you're you're brilliant. You really are. So uh, are you. And, well, thank you. But the, the, for you, I mean, your ability to get out there and communicate to the public, as you do all the time, is so concise. And I love how you give backgrounds, even historical backgrounds, as you just did today. It really is very impressive. And, you know, on behalf of a lot of people, I want to thank you for everything that you do. You are really wonderful, Dr. Mark Siegel, and we look forward to having you back. Great to be on with you, Judge. Thank you for having me. Take care. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Okay, 
Now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. I must tell you that the display we saw in a courtroom in Atlanta was unlike anything I have ever seen in the decades that I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA. Fannie Willis, who was the DA there, her behavior was contemptuous. She should have been held in contempt. The judge didn't have the uh, uh, spine to hold her in contempt. He asked the parties not to talk over each other when that wasn't even the issue. The issue was her calling the attorneys liar, liars. The issue was she's saying she was there on behalf of democracy uh, and her out-of-control behavior was something that was an embarrassment. It was ratings gold. I am sure that this woman is up for, you know, uh, uh, you know any talk show would have her in a minute. But the concern is that Fonnie Willis and her lover, boy, uh, Wade, uh, hold the fate of this country in their hands. They have the most serious case against the former president, Donald Trump, and they are looking to take him down. And this guy, Wade, is not qualified. He's never tried a felony case. He doesn't have the ability to handle a courtroom setting. He was nervous, sweaty. Uh, uh, his body language was horrible. And she was out of control and ran that courtroom. If this judge, McAfee, is the same judge uh, that the president will have on the case when it goes to trial, there's a problem. She controls him. And that's not good uh, in terms of any prosecutor uh, in any county on any case, let alone a case as significant as this. She and her lover boy there uh, expect us to believe that the $600,000 that she paid him uh, and that he used uh, to pay for vacations was uh, she reimbursed him for 50% with cash when there are no withdrawal slips, no deposit slips, no ATM records, just people surrounded by all kinds of cash. Uh, perjury uh, is certainly relevant here, as well as the fact that her misconduct allegations uh, can get her disqualified. Whether or not that ultimately leads to a dismissal of the case is another issue. And having seen this judge, I am concerned that he doesn't have the spine to do what he's supposed to. But I can't believe we're out of time already. More of this next week. Join us right back here, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.